Welcome to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Gary Morgan. With me, as always, is my my buddy. I mean, he's just my buddy. <laughs> my best bud. Yeah. Jim Stam, co-host. How you doing, brother? Doing all right, man. I think we got a good show today, and uh, we'll see if we can't close it out good, too. So uh, that's, you know, a, maybe a hot topic these days in Pirate Land. Yeah, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I figure we got enough steam to get to the fifth at least, right? That's about where, where we yeah, can if it falls it. if it falls apart there, everybody that's listening or watching, they're accustomed to it. So it's Absolutely. You know. They don't yeah, they expect a, a a slow finish. So first thing I wanted to start with was um just something that's been bugging me lately. Really, Jim. I oh mean, man. This no, might be yeah, this I, might I be touchy. You, I picture you just when you said that, rolling out this list of like <laughs> and looking at it. But now, go ahead, go ahead. We're definitely going to talk about this baseball team and the struggles, man. I mean, how could you not? That was a brutal week. Um, but the first thing I want to talk about might be touchy. It's it's the use of the word punt. Okay, I've been seeing uh, Dayon doing it a lot, and I, I just got to tell you, we're not going to bash Dayon here. He's welcome to his opinion and everything. And we're on his network. Let this show serve as proof that he doesn't tell us a damn thing to say. <laughs> and we're allowed to say and do whatever we like because I'm going to challenge him a little bit here. I didn't, yeah. I, the word punt to me felt like instantly like angered me because I, I don't want to hear that about my team. And I trust him. He has sources. So if he says they're going to punt, I'm thinking like, yeah, that, that pisses me off. You know, sure. But what does it mean? What does he mean by punt? You know, it's a very. It's let's just say it's a loaded term. Right. I mean, so. So you know, today on on uh, his uh, morning shot of pirates, I heard him kind of define it a little bit, and the definition was basically like you might see them go out and get like a Roberto Perez. They might get go get another Quintana type guy. Um, probably going to bring in some somebody for the bullpen, but they're not going to go out and like really raise this payroll next year. And you know they're probably going to keep the hitting coach. And I thought to myself for a second, well, that's all the stuff I thought they were going to do. <laughs> so like, I guess I didn't see that as a punt. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe I'm just. Maybe I let my bristle get up about the word, but in reality, they're kind of doing what I planned on. So I guess I'm not like that irritated if that's what they do. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess what, you know, what's the bar, what's the expectation, I guess would be my, my, my first question. Um, I mean, I've seen him right before, for instance, and again, I'm going to pick on him because he's the one using the word. So, and, and he's a big boy. He can take care of himself, I'm sure. <laughs> um, he's used the, the phraseology they should spend $100 million next year. You know, really thinks that. I look at, you know, where they are with the roster. I'm not 100% sure where I see that. I actually saw Ethan Houlihan did a really good piece in, on uh, 
his website, I think Pirates Prospects, he wrote what he would do to get up to that $100 million. And it, it was extending Brian Reynolds, a, a little free agent here and there. Really doable. I just don't know if I need, like, a number, you know, to in, in order for me. Like, to me, punt is um, you decide what Andy Haynes has done is good this year and just decide to keep him. That, to me, makes me more angry than any of the other things that were mentioned. Yeah, I, I – I I tend to agree with you. That would probably annoy me as much as anything else. Um, and just going back real quick, like, yeah, you know, it's funny because we get this on on uh, social media and stuff. You know, every once in a while, someone is like, "Oh, you're just a shill for the pirates," and you know, you you take DK's marching orders. And and in DK's defense, I've never once had a conversation with him in person, DM anything about what we want to do or say on this show. So let's just put that completely to bed um, because it's just not, it's just not accurate. Now getting back to the word punt, you know, um, it is a punt, but it was also expected in my, in my frame, in my view. Right. Um, and I don't need to see a number over the off season. It'll it'll probably be more of what they do and whether it makes sense when I see it. If it doesn't add up to a certain number on a piece of paper, I don't really care about that aspect of it. Do you? I, I don't they don't have to hit a certain number for me to feel like it's progress. Yeah. But um I do think there's certain areas where if they leave them dry, I'm not going to be happy. And like, no matter how, like for instance, Andy Rodriguez is performing this year. He is. Um, And no matter what they do with his service time next year, which they will manipulate it. um, It's not something I'd like to see them do to just go, Andy's going to be our guy. So let's not bother. Heineman and DeLay are okay. We can be okay, like, with them until he comes up. No, 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 no. Like, to me, that's a mistake. And <laughs> that's the kind of mistake I'll call them on. I, that's that's where I don't want to see them leave holes. I want them to fill things like that. You know, you should have some kind of right-handed veteran option in the outfield. You really should. You should have a good starting pitcher. Well, and you, and, and you can certainly go out and find some guys that you might want to put in a bullpen that would hopefully be there past a year. You know, sure. um, you know, there are guys like if you're looking to where you actually can have some impact on a roster. Okay, you can't you can't afford or you won't spend the money on big name free agent starting pitchers or there are no real good options other than maybe like your Trey Mancini's at first base and you can't, and you're not going to spend there. Well, guess where you can go out and do it a little bit. I mean, so that's what I would be looking for. Um, They're not planning on competing next year for any type of postseason. I, I think that's fair. And I think that's, Kind of what I was getting to, Jim, is I think we all kind of knew the plan 
And I think um, so. By definition, that is that is a punt, but it's the same I punt guess, they've been but doing. I would say because it's an NFL term, really, it's a football term. Mm-hmm. I think we should also maybe remember that there are times when punt is the appropriate play. So maybe that's where we should come back and talk. Is punt really the appropriate play here? Let's take a quick break and come back and see. Welcome back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports. Jim and Gary with you. We're going to pick up our conversation where we left off. We started talking about punt. And I think where we left it, Jim, was is a punt appropriate next year? You know, because to me, the only way that you can go into 2023 punting <laughs> is if you truly believe that you're going to internally improve next year. Because I do believe even they feel a little bit of pressure to to show a little bit of a trend upwards next year. If that's not going to come with, with payroll and finding people to come in and fill holes, well, there should be a laundry list of people poised to make internal improvement, right? So where is that? Let's look through that a little bit. Let's look through the, this roster. Where do we see mm-hmm. that coming from? Where do we definitely not see it coming from? And yeah. that's going to help us understand where the holes are. Right. And here's the thing. There are, there's, um, to me, like, you can look at holes or areas of need a, a couple different ways. Like, you can get down to the actual player, maybe the position, Yep. Maybe infield, outfield. Are we talking about a certain number that you don't like to see as an offense or a defense? So, like, maybe it's even just the shoring up of a certain area. Yes. So you can build it and think it out however you want. Um, And so, as as you know, we were getting the show together. I tried to look at it sometimes from a uh, departmentally an aspect or offensively, what can we do better defensively? What can we do better? And sometimes it will be player. So that's kind of how I tried to look at it instead of just going straight with like, well, we have to get better at first base. Yeah. You You don't want, instead of picking individual players, you want to talk about just areas where they really, really need to focus. It's just what I tried to focus on a little bit as we talked about it. Cause I know we'll go back and forth and kind of go in between those, but I did want to look at it because now we are getting, Hey, look, we're near the end of the season. We have, we have big picture stats to look at. We have big picture stats. We have, we have guys we know are going to have to be moved on from. We know there's guys we got to protect. We know there's right. a whole list of people ready to come up. There's a whole list of people ready to go away. Sure. So, yeah, we should talk about it like that. I think we should start with the pitching staff, Jim, because the pitching staff has never timed up all year. When the starters were going, bullpen wasn't. When the bullpen was going, the starters weren't. And now it's really kind of a mix of a few starters kind of teetering on the edge of doing the best they can 
being restricted at the same time, starting to pull back on how many innings you let them go, and the bullpen is just a train wreck. I do think it's important to point out that there's some very important missing members of this bullpen. It's really easy to forget about Colin Holderman. We haven't had him that long, and he's gone. But believe me, he was counted on to be a 7th, 8th, ninth inning guy. You got Yuri De Los Santos. You got David Bednar. The bullpen kind of has a shell. I believe in Will Crow. I think Will Crow has thrown his arm out this year. Yeah. But I do believe in a, in a better role for him. He's got a place in this bullpen. Yeah, They've we'll got see. The foundation there. Yeah, we'll see. You know, next year we'll see. He's he look. The season can't end soon enough for Will Crow. He just needs to to. <laughs> to take a take a breather and and regroup. Um, he needs to, he needs to pitch a little better too if he's going to continue to be the mouthpiece that defends the team all the time every time somebody attacks them from the outside. Yeah, yeah, you know? and and maybe not use him uh, quite as late in games as they've been trying to out of pure right. need. But uh, yeah, I mean you're taking look if you're not going to at least acknowledge that they've had other high leverage guys kind of out of late inning high leverage guys out of the, you know, mix, Yeah. then you're not going to have an honest conversation about it. Cause those are three huge pieces, Gary. I mean, huge. Like, like I was just, I think I wrote a piece uh, earlier this week, basically looking at the pitching staff as a whole and how it kind of got to this point with the bullpen. It, if you really think about it, it kind of started with the way that they babied the starting pitching early on in the season, at least in my view. And it, it created kind of the avalanche that we're watching right now where everything has fallen off a cliff because the bullpen has just been beaten to hell and it's injured. Some of them it's rendered a lot of them useless and it's exposed some that maybe would have been okay if you just left them at an inning a time. It it looked great early on, but you were always worried about like what this might look like at the end. You know, right? Yeah. Like yeah. hey, you know, great, we have Will Crow in this long relief and then Dylan Peters and they had other guys that were coming in and shortening the game for the starters, you know, and yep. hey, that was that was um, maybe hiding a little bit of their flaws. You don't have to let them go. But th- that that bill comes due in baseball. I mean, sure it does. just it just does. That's one and, thing that I think a lot of people miss in all the math of baseball. There's a definitive number of innings minimum you're going to cover in a year. And every team knows what it is. And every team does that math when they count the arms they have to give them those innings. So there's zero chance the Pirates went into this season thinking they had the math to pull it off. No, no, not a chance. Okay, but when you go into a season like that, boy, you couldn't possibly define punt any any better to me. That is a punt. Knowing I don't have the pitching to get through this marathon and going into it like that and not acquiring any more, I mean, they brought in a reliever that they tried to turn into a starter and then, you know, some waiver guys and whatnot, but that's not a plan. 
So I would say right there, Jim, 2023, they need a plan. And the depth's going to be a little better from the starting perspective as far as there's more kids on the doorstep than there were this year. Right. But you don't want to rely on those kids on the doorstep. You don't. I mean, I, I really think that's a clear hole. You got to do better than Jared Eikhoff as, as like a, that triple a depth veteran. You've got to do better than that. Well, they, like they got kind of lucky with a couple guys. I mean, which is sad when you think about it because they weren't even really counting on those guys. They didn't know what to expect out of chase. They didn't know what to expect out of Quintana. They didn't like, so like they were they already, can't have even, they can't have even expected what they got out of Will Crow. Out of Will Crow. Dude, he out showed of, up uh, at spring still in the starter mix. So yeah. you can't tell me they planned on this and they were like, Oh yeah. So Will Crow's going to be a huge part of this bullpen this year. Right. They, 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 scary it's a scary thought to think that they've actually been fortunate to get a couple people out of this Very. i mean how how bad could it have looked you know it, you know look we took you want to talk about the pitching staff and i looked at something and it, it kind of blew me away because you know we're sitting here and we're talking about man this this last week has been rough and the season's been rough and whatever but you're talking about a team that Gary, they've had 56 save opportunities this year. (laughs) They have 30 saves. I mean, let's start doing the math on just even, like, improving that a little bit and taking – I mean, where do you want to start? Five five wins out of that? Five less losses? Ten? Like, it's it's not that simple, but what I'm trying to say is, like, if you would have just even remotely tried to – address some of this or make sure you're doing it next year. That record starts to look a lot better and it looks like you're making improvement toward a a final goal. And guess what? I think most fans would say, okay, we can accept that. But that's where we get to the point where you go into a season trying to do it with almost like the bare bones, nothing. And, 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 this is what ends up. This is what it ends up looking like and feeling like. Yes, because eventually, as you said, the bill does come due. You will have to give those innings. It's yeah. going to happen, and it's not a guess. <laughs> and and it will be a mistake next year to rely if they're if they're going to say, well, we'll get Underwood to eat more innings and we'll get Crow. Look, we don't know how those guys will bounce back after the heavy usage. I, I think I said multiple times this year, I didn't really care how Underwood did. This is probably the last year I want him here because mm-hmm. I think they have used him up. Yeah. And you use a guy up and you can tell. And and he's also a guy that they – he's one of those guys that you almost think needs taken away from Derek Shelton. Like it's his favorite toy. <laughs> and, and and I don't mean like some of the weird situations he's been used in this year because I don't believe that even Derek Shelton wants to use him as a closer. That's just circumstance and, yeah. and terrible choice. But he's proven now countless times this is not a two or three inning guy. Please stop it. 
<laughs> like, and and it's not even because I care about his arm per se. It's because you know I'd like to not expose him to multiple trips through a lineup. I don't think he can. I don't think his his stuff is good enough to pull that off. No, and, and I think under uh, more ideal circumstances, we wouldn't have had to see it as much. Um, but again, that goes back to, you know, when, when you don't have enough options um, or, or even guys you can bring up to spell guys from your minor league system. Yeah. They haven't had, Gary, they haven't even had that. They just go looking for scraps. I mean, they've know? had a couple that, you know, like they bring up uh, like Eldred. They give him like what two innings? He he gives you two clean innings. He's gone. He's DFA'd. And it's like, what? Why? Why would we do that so that we can make sure we go and get this Beasley guy later? Like who hasn't thrown an inning? Like I don't know what you're doing when you're when you're constantly doing that. Like, it doesn't well, make much sense to me at all. The only guy we pulled up of any merit this year was Yeri De Los Santos. Yeah, and. He wasn't even on the 40-man. That's how in the plans he was. And I, and I can tell you, Craig and I were both screaming about him last year, so it's not like he just came out of nowhere. We yeah, knew he was going to be good. Yeah, he's not the he's not the Luis Ortiz right. uh, type guy. This just this just rocket out of nowhere. Um, he's, he should have at least been on the radar. Um and before we get any further, I do want to get to some things about the, the bullpen and tell you, like, th- this is where it's just sheer negligence on the Pirates' part. Sheer negligence. And you want to talk about why they're one of the worst teams in baseball. I mean, Gary, they have the worst bullpen ERA in baseball, 4.82. They've given up the most hits in baseball. This is their bullpen. They've given up the most earned runs in baseball. They are second in whip for, you know, walks and hits per innings pitched. Gary, they've walked the most people in baseball. I mean, you like, you, you just can't let it be that bad. And they purposely almost let it be that bad. In many ways, they're very fortunate that the offense was this bad this year because the bullpen – would have been even more exposed had had they actually had leads to protect half the time. It's it's been yeah, well, it's 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 distracted from how awful they've been. Yeah, for sure. Because most of the time they were garbage innings, so it didn't really matter. And you know, before you, anybody says it, um, no, I I we understand those stats include Diego Castillo and Josh Van Meter. But and everybody, we, we every care. stinky team, <laughs> every stinky team is doing that. Dude, so every like, good team is doing that when they're getting blown out. We, I don't care about those numbers being in there. I'm just saying, don't bother saying it because they wouldn't rise that much in the ranks even if you took them all away. Well, there's a reason you're pitching them in the first place. Yeah, it's because it's because you don't have enough guys and arms, and you're a hot mess. So like. Like it's not an ex- it doesn't excuse anything. No, we should talk about the offense though. We brought it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. The offense is a real struggle. I think um, I have liked what I've seen at the top of the lineup, and you know I think we're starting to see something that I was anxious to see from Derek Shelton, which is 
when he starts to get players, when he starts to get answers, will he finally settle and let them stick? I think we're starting right. to see that a little bit. I like that. Yeah, I, you're talking. You're talking. Li- you're talking lineup uh, order. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to sit here and tell you that I think that that's where some of this improvement's going to come from. But and because it should, they're all kids, and and you know we're seeing flashes from them. And I think I'd I'd love to sit here and say O'Neill Cruz is going to be better next year than he is this year. I really think he could be. I'd love to say the same thing about Rodolfo Castro. Brian Reynolds, Brian Hayes, my Gary, God. I'll take, Gary, I'll take Rodolfo Castro right now. I don't know that he has to get much better, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Definitely with Cruz, but anyways, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, if, if anything, Castro needs to just become consistent. That just needs to be a, a longer sample size before I can say, yeah, that's the guy. Yeah, sure. But you're right. And I honestly, I would take O'Neill Cruz just about as he is right now. If that's his max, I, I guess that's still a good player. Sure. That's not but as good ceiling, as I think he can be. <laughs> the seal, like Castro probably got a lot closer to his ceiling already. And we're, we're thinking Cruz has a lot higher of a ceiling, I think. So, yeah. Right. I, I think, if anything, Castro has a little more power potential than he's shown, believe it or not. Which is, which is interesting. But regardless, I think I mean yeah, dude. Like two years ago, I had him as like a twenty-five, thirty home run guy. So <laughs> I definitely think hey. he can be that. What is it? Sixteen homers and two hundred and ninety summit bats right now in the majors. Yeah. So. so I mean, he's right in that ballpark, and so yeah, I think there's some improvement there. Scary thing for me though, I just don't trust this hitting coach. And I just yeah. don't know how you go in the next year with that. I mean, okay. this Got is a historically it. terrible offense, John. <laughs> historically terrible. I can hear the, the angst in your voice as you say that. I mean, they had that 20 strikeout game the other day. And, yeah. you know, everybody was rightfully making a huge deal about it. But... This team has struck out almost 1,400 times this year, Jim. Gary, I'll tell you, it's actually 1,401 now. So (laughs) they've eclipsed the mark for you. I mean, it's brutal. They're not going to set the record, but, you know. Okay. I've been sitting here holding this one in, and you mentioned it, so let's go with it. Um, You know, I think people today – they baseball, they're just they tend to like. It's funny how we're how the game and the way it's played now is kind of rewiring our brains to accept certain things. Yeah, yeah. And I think like okay, aside from those twenty strikeout games, I think there was a time this year where the the fans were accepting some of the strikeouts. Oh, we're hitting some home runs. They're striking out, whatever. But listen, strikeouts in baseball, yes, they're way up across the board. But let me just tell you the teams that lead the majors in strikeouts on offense, and you tell me if it still doesn't matter if you're striking out too much. Okay, you ready for these these teams? Yep. And there's one outlier for the most part. So the Angels are number one, and they're not the outlier because the rest of their team stinks other than two guys. The Angels have the most strikeouts in baseball. The Pirates right behind them. 45 less Ks on the year. 
The Braves are third, shockingly enough. But, man, do they overcome it with other things. But listen to these teams. L.A., Angels, the Pirates, the Braves, the Giants, the Cubs, the Brewers, the Rangers, the Marlins, the Reds, and the Tigers. That's the top 10 offenses in baseball that strike out so much. So I think yep. there's this, this fallacy, Gary, um, and maybe even for me when I think about these things where I'm like, okay, well, you know what? I'll accept some of the Ks. I hate it, but I'll accept it because you can still be a good, uh, decent offense. Maybe not. Maybe not, right? And so this gets us back to the Andy Haynes things eventually, does it not? Yeah, the funny thing is – You just can't is, accept it. The funny thing is you do have to cross-reference that with walks, you know, and, and you gotta you got to see how the OBA is when you when you get all that put together. But Sure. This Pirates team, they, they've hit 140-some home runs, almost 150 now, I think. They've done a little – they've done better there for sure. They're in like – 16th place for team history for home runs, believe it or not. This team, this god-awful offense that you've watched, the worst offense that I can actually remember, and I've been watching the game a long time. <laughs> yep. This this team has hit more home runs than all but 16 Pittsburgh Pirates teams. In their 135-year history. Yep. That is insane. They also have... (laughs) There are exactly two Pirates teams ever, ever, that have had a worse on-base percentage. Oh, my God. Than this team. They're currently somewhere around 287 right now. Something like that. It's close to that. God almighty, Gary. Yeah, well, That's... dude, in 2020, they were worse. 284 with Josh Bell. and yeah, I mean, that's right. That's Man. right. And, and in 1888, they were their worst ever at 264. And let's face it, that team was made up with about seven guys they found scraping horse crap off the cobblestone streets. I mean – these this is a historically bad offensive team. If all that doesn't add up to Andy Haynes going away, I I'm not sure how you can pretend there's progress. Yeah, and just to let you know, ninth least walks in baseball and five walks away from being the fifth worst. This is with an emphasis on forcing walks. Yeah, yeah. An emphasis so, on forcing walks. Yeah. Yeah. That's there, what I there, mean. There, there's not many places to look. If um, I walk into a room and I say, listen, I am the best ever at chugging beer. And then you buy me a beer and then I can't get through the first one. <laughs> you Aaron Rodgers at courtside. You go, I thought you just said you were really good at that. And I go, well, I'm focusing on it. I'm, I'm trying to get better at it. Yeah. Okay, but you said you, you know, it's not working. If you are that bad in something that you claim to be focusing on, you need to make some changes. Or someone does. Yeah. And, and the thing is, we just named off a whole bunch of people. O'Neill Cruz, Brian Reynolds, 
Rodolfo Castro, Cabrian Hayes. Let's just leave it at those four. Let's not even go any further with speculation. Let's not touch Sawinski. Let's not none of them. Right. Those four. Those four are going to be back next year. Mm -hmm. You happy with what they're doing at the plate? You happy with everything that they're learning from Andy Haynes? Yeah. Yeah, those should be the ones you're pointing to that are. You, you this, enjoy this, watching this. them never adjust and keep taking fastballs down the pipe? I yep. mean, how many times have you seen it now? It took it took Cabrian Hayes seven-eighths of a season. Seven-eighths of a season to stop taking strikes on the inside corner and start swinging at them. Yeah, Gary. That's crazy. I mean, that's absolutely it, crazy. It is, especially whenever that's just the team's repeated uh, an opponent's attack plan. Yeah. You know, so there's nowhere you can look, I mean, like, uh, that I can see. I mean, we're, we're worst slugging team in the National League, third worst in baseball. Um, we are third worst in on-base percentage. I mean, so all these things that, you know – I mean, we're not, we're, we're just not even covering some of the basics. Nope. Yes. Great. 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 We can hit more home runs. What, what has that done? Great. That's what I mean. Like, I, I think like they haven't achieved the goals they set out to achieve. I, I stop at those four players because yes, they're definitely coming back. I think most of the fan base, the rational ones anyway, want those four back right i would hope so okay i mean and i and i'm not bringing up any of the controversial ones just them because the point is brian reynolds is not a guy with runners on base that he can drive in should be taking strikes right on the corner he should not be taking two strike pitches on the corner he should be putting a swing on them. That's that's Brian. That's what Brian Reynolds needs to do more than anything. But they've got him so ingrained in taking anything that he considers a ball that he takes borderline after borderline after borderline yeah. and just walks back angry over and over again. Right. You got to help him. And they're not helping him. And and that that's gonna actually lead right into my question is is like when it comes to help, you go into next season. Are you sure this is the guy you want helping O'Neill Cruz, helping Rodol- Rodolfo Castro, helping Key Brian Hayes when it has to happen when it matters and. We are getting to critical mass stage here of things. Yeah. The, the, are, are you comfortable with that? I mean, I'm saying rhetorically, not you specifically. I mean, I'm just saying like, because that's what you're doing right now is you're saying, nope, we trust him enough. We're going to let him be the guy to do this. Yeah. Boy, that scares me. I don't know, but I don't know about anybody else. That scares me. It scares me too. And I think the other thing we should touch on with the offense that I think really has has kind of been the story this year in my mind is the number of 
offensive players that come up here hitting like white lightning, and then this hitting coach gets a hold of them for a couple weeks, and they're ice cold. They look disjointed. It, nothing, nothing works all of a sudden. They have got to do a better job of communicating as an organization to lead people through the next levels because it, it's crazy. Like, you, you see Cal Mitchell go down there and just get steaming hot in AAA, come up here steaming hot for a couple days, and then phew, ice cold. You just watch it happen, and you yep. watch the confidence in his face just erode. Jack Sawinski looks like a mess. A mess. Yeah, I, I I feel bad for him right now. It's it's hard to watch him right now. Yeah. Diego Castillo, we've watched change his batting stance five, six times. Yeah. Again, just looks like a mess. I know he hit a home run. Yay. But he looks like a mess. That is not getting corrected at this level. It's not. And if you're going to internally improve and you're going to do this with your prospects, if that's the only way we're really going to improve, you best improve the staff. Put money into it. I mean, you know, if if they're not going to make some massive additions payroll-wise, where else are you going to put it? You know, like, you better you better get guys that help on the development side. No, but even even if they do, Jim, like I, I saw some people suggest um, actually something that I think is very realistic. Somebody like a Joey Gallo. You know, he's a guy that he, he strikes out a ton already. Okay, mm-hmm. he's a guy that you could bring in here. He's probably going to cost you some money. He's going to hit some home runs. Okay, probably fits right into what Andy Haynes wants. He's not going to get any better here. You're not going to resurrect his career here. No. You're going to bring him in and expect him to do what he's done. He's not going to turn into Kyle Schwarber. He's going to strike out 50% of the time, and he's going to hit 25 home runs. That's what he's going to do. And there ain't nobody going to fix him. So even if you're talking about the free agent market, even if you believe they're going to do that, that hitting coach can't stay. So, yeah, I mean, like, improvement internally, I believe in it. Again, I want to see a lot of these players come back. There's more coming I want to see still. I'm not sure that that's the person I want in charge when they get here. You'd like to see some of these guys hit the ground running a little bit better at times instead of almost being surprised when it happens, too. Like, um, you know... Sawinski, we were just kind of surprised, right? I mean, he was doing well and hitting home runs, and and then things got sideways on him, and now look at him. I mean, Castillo, the same thing. I, I just – I would like to see a little bit, and I think this is what you're getting at, which is the uniformity and the, the – um, uh, they're not missing a beat when they get here, and we're not – we're not – there's the – normal ups and downs are going to happen, but – we're, we're talking peaks and valleys here. Absolutely. It's been brutal to watch is the point. And I think when you really look at it like that, you kind of know the, the holes there are. I named the four untouchables, basically, on that offense. On offense, yeah. So if you want to go nuts and, and fill those other 
four spots with like free agents and you think that's the best path fine i mean i'll i'll let you do that but i do think there's enough prospect and 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 depth here that that they can grow internally i just feel like you can't go in with that same coaching staff and have me reasonably believe that's going to happen gary they're so bad across the board offensively so bad yeah you know um I just it 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 would um, I would struggle to excuse that in the off season if they don't do something different. I just can't imagine that it'll be the same. I know that uh, he seems you know the reports are right now that he seems safe, and I'm talking about Haynes. But man, how how could that be? I agree. I mean. I'd like to say that we should just take our lumps like Derek Shelton did. Maybe we should take a break and come back and talk about Derek Shelton saying that because I think that was a weird comment after that sort of a trip. Yep. happened oh come on that that was cathartic come on everybody you know it was (laughs) i mean yeah and we have all off season to blow smoke up each other's assholes so let's just uh let's keep it where it is because and honestly if Derek shelton can only be bothered to kind of say that we should take our lumps well hey the team should take their lumps from from people who comment on them too then i would imagine because that disturbed the shit out of me, man. Like, you know, he gets interviewed after this terrible yeah, tell, second tell half of the road trip. Yeah. You know, they swept Cincinnati, so they come into to New York on a high, get their brains beat in by the Mets. Um, You know, the bullpen blows up. The offense dies on certain nights. You know, they strike out 20 times in a game, 13 in the other. I mean, like... 33 strikeouts in two games. Boy, that's a that's a great feeling going into Yankee Stadium. Then you go into Yankee Stadium and hang eight on the Yankees and still lose in dramatic fashion. Uh-huh. And then, you know, what happened the other night is just, ugh. But after all that, they say basically, hey, well, what do you what do you say about this this old road trip, Skip? I mean, like, man, that wasn't great. He goes, ah, sometimes you just got to take your lumps. Sometimes you just got to take your lumps. Hmm. He's right. He's right. And I'll, and I'll be blunt. I bet he feels that way. The look on his face in that dugout was yeah, that as, was help, something, wasn't it's it? as helpless as I've seen him look. There's times when, when he's made a bad call going to the bullpen and, and it blows up in his face. And you can tell he's like, oh, well, the numbers said it. You know, it happens. You're going to get beat every once in a while by, by the, the uh, analytics gods. This was hapless. He might as well have thrown his hands in the air. He was just like, I don't have anything else to throw at you. I mean, and in sincerity, he, he, he didn't have anybody calls. else to throw out there. Gary, he's like all of us when we make calls now to anybody. We just don't want them to pick up on the other end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, like, 
yeah, he's been a company man, I think. He's and he's he's kept his mouth shut. He's done what he was told. He's followed his directions. You know, um, that he's played who he was supposed to play, no matter what. And I don't think he said much about it. But this bullpen has got to be the straw that breaks the camel's back for him because he's got nothing. He has well, nothing to go to. Garrett, let's just let's just talk about what it, the bind it puts. What they have chosen to do, which we've just covered. But let's go to the Rowanzi start the other day, because that that was curious, right? Because he didn't have a choice almost because, you know, um, of the bullpen being toast. But Contreras is out there. Everybody, including Greg Brown's talking about him. Oh, they're just going to keep him around 60. That's what they've been doing. So clearly this is like the organizational approach, right? Yes, we should insert there that Greg Brown ain't talking about it if he wasn't told to. Never. He was told to warn the fans that when he gets pulled out, you should expect it. Yes. So here we are. Next thing you know, Ron's 70 pitches, 80 pitches. And even he and Bob Walker like, well, I'm surprised to see this right now. Yeah. So, so what are we doing here, right? I mean, like, that's supposed to be your organizational approach, and just because in one game you don't have the guys you're going to let him go and stay out there for 90? I, you know, okay, great, he's striking out a few guys. He clearly didn't have his best stuff. That shouldn't have, that shouldn't have had to come into the equation at all. I mean, I didn't mind it because I I personally think that they baby all of them, and I would prefer that they stop doing that. But right. But it, they decided but it, and they broke they, their own rule. Yes, that's the problem. Is is like whether or not the end result is something we agree with, which is I'm fine with that. If you didn't structure a whole bunch of stuff throughout your organization that says you're not going to do that. But then you're willing to do it in a random game in September with the guy that you probably value the most. So like that that stuff really bothers me. Just like that you that you put yourself in that position where you would do that. And and you see what I'm getting at? I definitely that, see what you're getting at. Me. If the plan has flexibility to it, then you shouldn't have done a whole lot of crap you did this year. You get what I mean? Like, there shouldn't have been games in which um, JT Brubaker was pulled out in the fifth when he had thrown 72 pitches and looked okay. Right. You should have not done that back then. So, and Rowanzi shouldn't have had to go back down to AAA. Right. Like, you... you And if you're so married to the approach, then just throw van meter out there again when it comes time like i you know what i mean like i just don't understand or if rowanzi was just cruising the other night and we're talking you know he it's it's the sixth inning he's one hit 10 k's and he's just cooking i could even excuse that right but it just seems so bizarre that you would do it just because of the situation that you knowingly have put yourself in it's it's actually a funny Derek Shelton idiosyncrasy that I see a lot the games in which he lets like somebody like JT Brubaker go the longest 
are the ones where he's blown up early. Oh same yeah, with, there have been games where I thought the same he... thing with Wilson. Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird. If you give up like three, four runs in the first inning or two, and then regain your bearings, dude, homeboy's going to let you run for a minute. He's done that with Drew Baker a ton. Absolutely. You go out there and you put your foot down for five, six innings, you ain't getting a seventh. And I and to me That's it that's what I said. That don't make as, any sense. As <laughs> soon as as soon as he went out and took and finally took Rowanzi out of that game, my tweet was Derek Shelton's a bit of a strange bird, isn't he? Yeah. Because I just I I cannot figure that stuff out. And so I know that that was something we weren't planning on getting to, but I just I, – it's got to make sense to me on some level. I don't know everything, but if I can't grasp, like, the basics of it, then I've, I, I gotta, I got to question it. Yeah. I don't care. You know, I mean, they can play it off pretty easy. Greg Brown was talking out of turn, or, or Greg Brown doesn't understand, you know – the plan for what we were going to do with him this week or whatever, you know, maybe it's every other week we're going to let him throw 41 game and, and 80 the next, I don't know. Right. Right. It's not like they can't get out of it or they've been caught red handed or something. It's just weird. It's super weird. And There's just no reason for it. Like let these kids pitch. I mean, how long are we going to pay for, for the COVID season? I mean that everything that happens with with pitching is because of that COVID season. Oh, so and so hasn't pitched since 2019. He's only thrown 48 in. I even do it. I'm writing about Rowanzi. I'm like 141 innings already. That's already past where he's supposed to be, and and I'm concerned about. I shouldn't be concerned about it. I mean, like I've been watching baseball a long time. Uh-huh. These guys can throw innings. They can't. And, and, and Gary, like, if you start thinking about it, like, this just popped in my head, so um, excuse me. But, like, look what they did. Look what the Nationals did with Strasburg. And, I, look, we're not, I'm not comparing Contreras, but, like, organizational important, importance, it, 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 there's some relevance there, right? They shut him down when the playoffs came around. Yep. We're just – Winging it with Rohanzi in September of a punt season because they left we didn't themselves no options because we didn't have the options to 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 turn anything. They've to left turn themselves anybody. no options. I know that's so like come on like if if teams do it for those reasons and there are no reasons to deviate, what a crazy thing to to deviate from just because you've allowed it to happen. Yeah, I, it's you know. So look, um, these are just the things that um, they've they, they, they've really got to clean up some of this stuff. I don't know if it's Shelton, I don't know if it's Sherrington, but they all look bad at the end of the day when you allow it to happen. Yeah, and when you when you uh, when you have a team barreling towards a hundred losses, you you've made some mistakes. None of this should be like a, sh- a surprise that, that we feel like they've had some shortcomings here, right? And the funny thing is, Jim, I think if they played perfect chess here, if they made every move right and, and, and every domino fell into the exact right slot, 
they're a seventy win team. You know what I mean? Yeah, like a ten. I I, I keep that ten number in my head yeah, yeah. with even those like blown saves, like just even some that that would be that would be what I would consider to maybe be the the result of things went well. I, but I say that for a reason because while we sit here and harp on on coaching decisions and managerial decisions and you know players they have and haven't brought in and whatnot. I think it's important to make sure we're not ignoring the fact that the talent hasn't been where it should be either. It hasn't been. I'm, that's why I'm saying if everything went right, every dream came true, mm. they're a 70-win team. So it, the coaching matters, but I, I don't believe like they could get a different hitting coach and all of a sudden they're in the playoffs this year. It's not like that. It's just you've built supposedly a foundation here and you want to make the most of that talent. And when it gets here, it, it has to be coached properly. Has to be, you know, I, I think I said, and we need to day, see, and we just have to have the consistency has to be there. Yeah. From but I the said the other day, like, you know, as you're starting to watch some of these other teams clean house, like Detroit is, is going through a big change. The Royals are going through mm-hmm. a big change. You're going to start seeing a lot of front office shakeups around baseball. And especially, I mean, it's a little early yet, but we've already seen two. That should tell you it's going to be a pretty active offseason for a lot of of clubs. You're going to see some talent flood out. And I don't mean players. I mean baseball guys. Internal baseball guys. Ben Charrington needs to be hot on that. You got to get yourself a hitting Dewey Robinson. A couple yeah. of them. You got to build yourself some kind of a conduit from the minors to the majors. You can't have that stutter start when they get here. The major league staff needs prepared for what this guy does best, how to best utilize him, and ways that he's vulnerable. That all needs to go and be translated with him to the next level. You're now, right. That's there are going to be right some. Now. And, and no, and there are going to be some – look, just because th- those teams have been a mess, that doesn't mean there's nobody in those organizations that, that aren't good baseball minds and that have some uh, real skill sets that you would want to add. So you're right. They have to be, they have to be looking through that. Yeah. Or, that you know be- what, try luring somebody away. How about that one? I mean, I mean they did that last year. So have at yeah. it. But I'm just saying, there's going to be a lot of free agents out there, <laughs> you know. Yeah, pick somebody up. But there, there's something that he needs to be looking at, and it's probably underrated because we talk about talent a lot. But guys to maximize the talent—that's what I really think they need to focus on this year. You got to shore up some of that stuff. And I will say, he has added to the infrastructure of the development system every year he's been here. He's added equipment to it. He's added personnel to it, and he's changed the structure of it every year, every off season. I expect that to happen again, and I expect it to get better. And I do think we started to see some of the dividends of, of having a Dewey Robinson around. We did have some some top end pitching start to take a real jump. That's good. So let's keep that in mind that it can get better moving in the next year, but. Hey, I would I would say it can and it's got to. Um, yeah. it's it's it to me it's 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 absolutely such a critical part of it 
this off season and the next season um, that you, 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 we're going to know a lot more whether there's an end game here in a positive way or not with this next off season and season. It is, man. It's definitely going to be a fun off season. I think you and I are going to have a lot of fun talking through. Oh, everything. I've already. Even as we've been talking, like I got to shut my brain off because I'm like, oh, we got this. We can do that. We can, you know. So I, I think honestly, once once a week, you or I text the other one, like, hey, what about this topic? And then we both go, that's perfect for the off season, right? And in the back of my head. I filled up a spreadsheet now for the off season and we're like, <laughs> we're going to have yeah. a hard time getting real news in. huh? So, yeah, but it's good stuff. And, and even in a bad season though, I think there's a lot to learn. And I, I do think, um, I do think that the team itself is where the learning really needs to take place and, and management, especially I'd like them to learn from their past mistakes, admit they've made them and move on. And if they keep Andy Haynes in particular, they have not learned from one of their mistakes, in my mind. It's a huge gamble, Gary. It's the biggest question I'll pose is, again, what we talked about, which is, are you sure? Are you sure that that's nope. what you want next year? Because, man, that's critical. Yeah, and knowing so, that's not something you can really do midseason either. No. Nope. So you make the decision or you don't. Yep. Yep. So, Let's see if they've got the uh, testicular fortitude to, to do it. Because they really should. It'll be interesting to see. Um, You know what? The season's almost over, and let me just throw this out there. I'm going to try to end it on a positive note. Just say this. Season's almost over. We're all going to complain once it's over, even though we all say we need a break from the Pirates at times. But uh, you know what I'm going to do, Gary? I'm going to go to some of these last few games at home. I'm going to get a little little baseball fill at the ballpark. And then uh, just try to enjoy it from that perspective because it's not going to be around much longer and we're going to have a long off season. So I agree. And while I do enjoy the other sports too quite a bit, um, I always tell people I probably work harder covering baseball in the off season than I do during the season. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we'll see how it goes, man. Yeah, it was good stuff, brother. How do people get a hold of you, man? Yeah. So, you know, it's uh, me, Twitter all the time, Pittsburgh all the time. And uh, Pirates, Steelers, Penguins, and Pitt. And, um, yeah, so thanks, man. Good talk. Yeah. And uh, you can get a hold of me on Twitter, GaryMO2007. Um, pretty, I'm on there pretty frequently. Um, make sure you check out the H2P podcast. comes out every weekend-ish, depending on when it gets posted. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, hey, follow the show on Twitter, too, at PiratesFanForum. And, yeah. Uh, Get a hold of us that way. Uh, we're looking for more Call Your Shots. If you have any, send them our way. We do have a few in the bank. I just felt like they were more off-season questions, so um, pushed them off a little bit. But without further ado, Ben, take it away. That's your luck.